Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Kadadhar Shri Vasadikor the words are here.
Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Guru Deva, Jaya Guru Deva, Guru Deva, Jaya Guru Deva. Jayam Vishnupad Paramhansa Pariprajya Kacharya Stotra Satasri Srimad Bhakti Vidanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Iskan Founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Jayam Vishnupad Paramhansa Pariprajya Kacharya Stotra Satasri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda Ki Jai, Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai, Prem Sekaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Adwaita Gadadhar Srivas Adigor Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopagopinath, Shamakunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhan Ki Jai. Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai. Navadweep Dham Ki Jai. Jamuna Mai Ki Jai. Ganga Mai Ki Jai. Tulsi Devi Ki Jai. Bhakti Devi Ki Jai. Samveta Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Nitai Gaur Premanande Rinibo. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. 
All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Oh, we welcome you to our Sunday feast and festival. Um, we are engaged in the process of bhakti yoga. The basic textbook of yoga is the Bhagavad Gita. And the Bhagavad Gita describes different kinds of yoga. The speaker of the Bhagavad Gita is Sri Krishna who presents himself in the Gita as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and who is accepted as such uh, by Arjuna, who was the first uh, student of the Bhagavad Gita, and many other great sages and saintly persons. And so the um, the Bhagavad Gita, in essence, is the literal record of God's spoken word. Uh, Bhagavat means of God. And Gita means song. When God or Krishna speaks, he doesn't speak in ordinary prose like we do, but he, he speaks in song and poetry. And after this, oh yes, so yoga, the word yoga actually means to uh, link or connect. Um, the English word yoke, like to yoke to oxen, comes from the word yoga. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna mentions different uh, types of yoga. Uh, there's uh, karma yoga, jnana yoga, astanga yoga. But he says that of all types of yoga, bhakti yoga, which is the yoga of devotion or love, for God is the highest. And he says, Bhakti Amam Abhijanati, that he can only be known 
Krishna, God can only be known by bhakti. So what we practice here is bhakti yoga. Now within the general practice of bhakti yoga, there are different processes, uh, mainly nine. Shravanam, which means hearing. That is something you all are doing right now, knowingly or unknowingly, you are engaged in the bhakti practice of shravanam, hearing. Then kirtanam, chanting. We just chanted, you hear, and when you re, that is shravanam, and when you repeat what you have heard, that is kirtanam. Then samaranam, which means remembering. If you have heard nicely and chanted nicely, then it will follow that you remember Krishna, specifically Krishna, God. Um, And then there are uh, six others. And the chanting uh, is, uh, is a very powerful process. Um, in the material world, or the relative world, the, the word and the thing are different. For example... If I'm hungry and I chant mango, 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 well, just chanting mango, mango will not satisfy my hunger because the word mango and the thing mango are different. But in the spiritual realm, or the absolute realm, the name of the thing and the thing are the same. So the name of Krishna and Krishna himself, the person, are the same. So when you chant Krishna, Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna is personally present dancing on your tongue. And because Krishna is full of pleasure or bliss, by chanting and associating with Krishna, you also experience pleasure or bliss, called ananda. Hare Krishna. So, now with other mantras, the word mantra is also a Sanskrit word. Man means mind. 
and tra is derived from triate, which means to deliver. So the mantra, the chanting of the mantra delivers the mind from material miseries. And with other mantras, such as the Gayatri mantra, there are certain restrictions and limitations. But with the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, and Maha means great, so Maha Mantra means the great chant for deliverance, there are no such uh, restrictions. In fact, um, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appeared in his original form uh, 5,000 years ago. And he explained how to practice bhakti yoga in the Bhagavad Gita. But even then, people could not understand exactly how to do it. So Krishna came again about 500 years ago in the guise of a devotee to show us how to be devotees of Krishna. And he would uh, constantly chant the holy names of Krishna, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. But once he uh, he was going to the toilet, but in those days in India and probably elsewhere, the toilets were not like what we have today. But they were outdoors. Please, Shanti, Shanti, please try to be quiet. Shravanam, now is the time for hearing. Hare Krishna. So, Lord Chaitanya, uh, he was going to the... To, the bathroom, you could say. And he was holding his tongue. So there was a boy named Gopal. And Gopal asked uh, Sri Chaitanya, why are you holding your tongue? And Lord Chaitanya replied, that, uh, you know, the, 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 the toilet is a very dirty place and the holy name is very pure. So I'm holding my tongue to, to stop myself from chanting. 
because I don't think it's proper to chant in that situation. And the boy Gopal said that death can come at any moment. And we are meant to chant the holy names at the time of death. Because if we chant the holy names at the time of death, we will be liberated. We won't have to take birth again in this miserable material world. And uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, yes, you are right. You are my guru. And that little boy became known as, he, he grew up, he became a great uh, devotee and spiritual teacher. And he became known as Gopal Guru Goswami, because Lord Chaitanya called him his guru. So, there are many practices uh, but there is a, uh, a Bengali verse, sudden, sudden koro bhajan koro, that whatever uh, sadhana and bhajan you perform, whatever spiritual practices you perform, will all be tested at the time of death. The time of death is a very critical moment. As explained in the Bhagavad Gita, our actual identity is not the body, but the soul, or the atma, or jivatma, within the body. And that nahanyatehanyamane uh, sarire, that soul is not killed when the body is killed. Uh, it is eternal. It has no beginning and no end. And Krishna further explains that just as within this lifetime the soul uh, goes from a, a baby's body to a youth's body to a middle-aged body to an old-aged body. Similarly, at the time of death, the soul passes into a new body. And that is commonly called reincarnation or transmigration of the soul. But in one sense, we've already transmigrated through different bodies in this present lifetime. If I were to show you pictures of five babies, you wouldn't be able to tell which was me as a baby because that baby's body is gone. 
it's completely different from the body that I have now. But I'm still the same person. Um, So just as in this lifetime we pass through so many different bodies, at the time of death we pass into another body. But every birth in the material world, every physical body, is accompanied by misery. And the Bhagavad Gita mentions four in particular. Janma, Mrityu, Jara, Vyadi, Adukadosh, Anudarshanam. Birth, death, old age, and disease. And part of the process of knowledge is to be mindful of these um, faults or miseries. And they cannot be removed by any material means. Uh, No one wants to die, but death is certain, um, as sure as death. Uh, Nobody wants to grow old, but we're forced to grow old. Uh, Nobody wants disease, but we're forced to suffer disease. And... um, People try to stop birth, but they they can't stop birth. So, but these these four miseries can be removed uh, if we become Krishna conscious and go back home, back to Godhead. Uh, so, the most essential practice to facilitate our going back home, back to Godhead, is the chanting of the holy names. And we should become so attached to the chanting that at the time of death we will chant. And as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, yam yam vapis maram bhavam, that whatever in whatever state you leave your body, that state you will attain without fail. So if you leave your body in Krishna consciousness, you will go to Krishna and you'll get a spiritual body like Krishna's and you'll enjoy dancing with Krishna like like you see in the picture a beautiful painting. So there are two ways of chanting. One is, uh, you know, loudly with musical instruments. That's called kirtan. And then the other is more quietly on beads. And that is called japa. And we do both. Uh, Of course, any way you chant is good. But uh, for devotees who are serious about the practice of bhakti yoga, 
one of the uh, steps along the way is called initiation or diksha. And at the time of initiation in the line of Srila Prabhupada, one vows to chant at least 16 rounds of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra per day. And that can take about two hours. Um, uh, sometimes we facilitate japa workshops and japa retreats to help devotees uh, improve their japa and increase their taste for japa. And uh, one one devotee commented that he used to feel that his japa was getting in the way of his life. But now he feels his life is getting in the way of his japa. So that, of course, our japa can infuse our lives with Krishna consciousness, but but that's a nice feeling when you just want to keep chanting and chanting and chanting and chanting. And then, um, you know, we may be able to chant at the time of death. And our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, has said that we should, we should chant with feeling. Not like a parrot. A parrot can also learn to chant. And Srila Prabhupada gave the example that a, a, a parrot may chant, but then if a cat catches the, the bird and is about to kill the bird, there won't be any more Hare Krishna. Let us think. So Prabhupada said our chanting shouldn't be like that, that at the time of death there's no Hare Krishna. Says, so we should, the chanting, you know, should be done from the heart. It should be deep in the heart so that at the time of death we really can chant and um, fulfill our mission as human beings on earth and uh, go back home, back to Godhead. So whenever possible, we should chant. Uh, in one talk in Los Angeles, Srila Prabhupada said, if you've got time, chant Hare Krishna. Don't speak nonsense. If you've got time, chant Hare Krishna. So we should do that. So thank you for listening so attentively. Hare Krishna. Do you have any questions or comments? Yes, I envy. Do we have a microphone for her?
Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank Hare you for Krishna. the lecture. Uh, in my, this is a comment. In my personal experience, it does help a lot, and I humbly feel that you saved my life, my spiritual life, by um, by letting me get an association from elevated devotees like yourself and to chant Japa. It does help and it's like when you in my experiences when you surround yourself with people that like chanting, even if I don't like chanting, then I like chanting. It's something like magical almost. So thank you very, very much. Oh that's a very nice comment. Uh, it's true, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that um, that if you lack taste for chanting, you should chant with devotees who have taste. Um, so yeah, that's, that's very good. Yeah. Chanting together, even japa and, and of course kirtan uh, helps uplift the consciousness and the level of the chanting. Yes? You mentioned that um, we, um, in, in our Krishna conscious movement, we, uh, we say that chanting is the most important activity for spiritual realization or spiritual improvement. Um, but as we know that uh, there are many uh, activities one can perform, uh, many things one can do to, as part of, you know, um, spirituality or religion, like um, worshipping or, you know, reading and of course there is chanting. So why is it that chanting is the most effective? Um, how can we understand that chanting is the most Well, chanting uh, is in a way, the easiest. With other processes, you need something. Like for deity worship, you need the deities. Even for uh, reading Srimad Bhagavatam, you need the book. But chanting, all you need is your, your tongue and your ears. Uh, but it's true uh, in the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which Srila Prabhupada translated as the nectar of devotion, Srila Rupa Goswami enumerates 64 items of devotional service. And he says that out of those five, out of those 64, five are most potent. And... Uh, their uh, Namakirtana, chanting the holy names, Bhagavat Shravana, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, Sadhu Sangha, associating with devotees, and in, there's a technical definition of Sadhu Sangha in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which is uh, Swajati Ashaye Snigde Sadhu Sangha Swatovare. So, um, Snigde means 
uh, well, swajati means, I mean, literally swajat, in like a, a, the same caste. Srila Prabhupada translates it with a similar affection for the Lord, swajati ashe snigve. And for us, that would mean uh, f- f- followers of Srila Prabhupada, essentially. Swajati ashe snigde. And as I mentioned, having a similar affection for the Lord, but it can also mean that the the sadhu should be affectionate to you. He may be very qualified, but if if he's not affectionate to you, then you won't get the same benefit. Swajati ashe snigde sadhu sangha swatovare. And swatovare means he should be more advanced than you. Uh, so that's sadhu sangha. So these are the five uh, sadhu sangha, uh, you know, namakirtana, bhagavat shravana, sadhu sangha, murti shradanvita sevana, to worship the deity with uh, reverence and uh, devotion, uh, and mathura vasa, which means to live in a holy place, such as Mathura or Vrindavan, or to live in a temple, which is also a holy place. Or if you cannot live there, then to visit as often as possible and for as long as possible. So these are the five most potent items. And Srila Rupa Goswami says that these five items are so powerful that even a slight association with any one of them is enough to awaken dormant love of God. They're very powerful. But there's a condition, and the condition is that one should not commit offenses. But if one is offenseless, even by a slight association with any one of the five, one can awaken dormant love for Krishna. Good question, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Um, I enjoyed your spiritual knowledge. Thanks for passing knowledge to us. Um, my question is, I like to keep on listening either or keep on speaking, making the people listening me. I like only both those things, I then chanting. Is that okay to li- keep on listening about Krishna and Bhagavad Gita, then chanting? Well, it's good that you have that uh, taste and eagerness to hear. Yeah. And to repeat. So that's very good. But when you hear, you hear some content. And part of the content that you hear is that you should chant. So it's good that you like hearing. Um, but the next step after hearing is to 
apply what you have heard. But I, but yeah, I mean, you, yeah, different devotees have different taste for different practices. But um, were you here for Kirtan Fifty? Do you know what Kirtan Fifty is? Oh, you live in Dallas. Yes, I live in Dallas. All right, well, um, yeah, just keep coming. And when there's chanting, you can join in the chanting. I'm sure you'll pick it up. You'll like it. Yeah, it's just a matter of association, I would say. That's a good question. Thank you so much. I really enjoy it today. Good. Any other questions or comments? All right. Uh, Thank you, Maharaj, for enlightening us. I have no idea what I'm going to be saying when I should die. Sorry? Uh, but the question is, uh, Jeevatma. When we uh, leave the from one body to another body, what my question is: Where does the knowledge go? So as we grow, right, we get more knowledge and more knowledge. So at the end, we should have more knowledge. When we go to the next life, why am I leaving that knowledge? Where does it go? Uh, well, you've made a good point, which is that whatever we acquire in this life is lost at the time of death. In this life, you may learn how to speak five different languages. But in your next life, if you take birth as a human being, you begin like every other baby. You know, ga, 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 ga. The only thing that continues into the next life is Krishna consciousness. Srila Prabhupada explains that yeah, everything else you lose, um, yeah, your knowledge, your your money, your your possessions. But the one thing that stays with you is Krishna consciousness. It's also mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. So if you, say, complete 1% in this life, then in the next life you begin from 2%. Um, So that's a big advantage. But where does the knowledge go? Uh, it's it's lost. Either come in or go out. Don't close the door. <laughs> but uh, yeah, more important is where do you go? And so yeah, we want to go to Krishna, and then then we have all knowledge. And all this.
an eternal life. Hare Krishna. Any other questions or comments? I think it is time for uh, our next program. So again, thank you for listening so attentively and asking such good questions. And now um, we will hear what is next on the schedule. Hare Krishna. Holiness Giriraj Swami Maharaj Ki. Yeah.